Welcome to the messiest episode of a 20-something survival guide. I'm your host, Darian Alexis, and if you're my boyfriend, my boyfriend's family, my aunt, or anyone in my family for that matter, this episode may not be for you. However, if you came to know the real tea with my college bestie or want to laugh or cry, grab the wine because it is time. Grace, thank you so much for joining today. Do you want to introduce yourself? Sure. Um, my name is Grace. I was Darian's college roommate. Um, we definitely provided the um, stories and the laughs and the tears um, all three years. So <laughs> it will be a fun one. That's for sure. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited. I've never done yeah. a podcast. I know. I'm so, so excited. And I was like, Grace has been in my life for all of my 20s and you had to listen to me cry through the apartment wall. So I'm like, who better to tell these dating stories with than the one that had to be there cleaning up my snot? No, <laughs> no I'm so excited you're here though. Um, so I figured for this episode, we could kind of go back and forth talking about some of our dating stories and we can provide some of the lessons that we learn from the people that we're talking about. Girl, I'm um, still <laughs> well, that's great though. We're all still learning. We're all still growing, you know, finding our people, whatnot. Um, but do you want to start? You can start with any story you have you I would I would not say their name but if you want to throw their name under the bus I'm not gonna say any names um gosh my first dating story in college well I guess I'll start with the most embarrassing one um because Darian actually was here for this one so we'll start from the beginning a very good place to start um my freshman year of college I thought that this guy in a frat liked me. Um, <laughs> keyword thought, okay. Um, and it was Millfest, um, which if you didn't go to OU, it's like where this whole street like has a big party. And <laughs> Darian had a rough day that day too. So she's laughing a little too hard over there. I fell down a street but on that day. Yeah, it was a bad day. Basically, we went to this guy's frat and he was super nice there and like pulled like Darian and our other friends who were there aside and was talking about like how special I am and how much he likes me and whatever. Um, this was the first day that I was introduced to like vodka soaked gummy bears. So that tells you where I am in the story. But um, anyways, he asks me out that day. And I was so excited because like, I did not have like as much confidence as I do now in myself. And I didn't like back myself as much as I should, but I was just like so pumped that a guy in a frat would like me. And then um, two days later, he was in my dorm and um, took it back. Um, said that he didn't want to date me anymore. Um, after like I had told everybody because I was so a excited. A whole two days. A whole two days. After I had told everybody, I was um, severely under the influence. So I posted it on my Snapchat story that I had a boyfriend. And um, two days later, I forgot about that. Two days later, <laughs> I forgot about that. He took it back. Um, so I had to do a lot of damage control in my life. And um, when I told my mom, my mom's only advice was that was the dangers of social media, and that I shouldn't have posted it. That was that's when you actually learn how to work in PR, not from our college courses, from this no, story. Literally, this is when I learned about how important it is to keep up my image. <laughs> keep up my and image. That was and that is so okay. It's not funny because <laughs> I'm sure the listeners may have had a story like this too. I couldn't get any of the guys that I was interested in to even want to be my boyfriend so at least you, you had two days on me I looked like a fool for months <laughs> real tea on this one jump forward like yes yes jump. Years, mm -hmm. okay because he would always like try to message me and like slide back in but then I ended up having like another boyfriend and I will name drop hey Jared um <laughs> and if you're listening and um after like Jared and I were like kind of on the rocks, but we were still together and he knows this. So it's fine. It can, it can air. <laughs> um, this kid messaged me again. And I was like, you know what? Like, I'm just going to give her the time of day. Cause again, I was not being confident and not being 
a good queen like I am now. A and, good queen? <laughs> um, he was messaging me, and if you knew me at all in college, you know that I got into a car accident because I made it my whole personality. And he was texting me the day that I got into my car accident, and I was like, oh, the only casualty is that, like, I lost my AirPods. And he shipped me AirPods, but he did not know my address. He went to my Instagram when I posted a picture of my college roommates that said Palmer 307, because that was the apartment we lived at, and then got my address from my Instagram. <laughs> Mail me AirPods. That's so creepy, though, when you think about it. So creepy and so scary because I was like, I'm not at the apartment. My roommates are going to see this mail come in from my boyfriend of two days, two years ago and be like, what is going on? And then when I got them, I came, when I got them, I put them in the bottom of my dirty laundry hamper for months because I couldn't even look at them because it was so, so You freaking- didn't even use them? I thought you at least used, did, okay, but didn't you them. ship them back? Oh, you sold them. Okay. For some reason I was like, did she ship them back? Because take that. He was I like, know. I want to be your sugar daddy, but in a creepy way. Not like, that all explain, sugar daddies are creepy, but. <laughs> how would I explain if I got these new AirPods? Like, I was like, there's no explanation for them. Like, Wait, so does she know this story? I don't think so. She I does had, now. <laughs> yeah, I just had my mom get the new AirPods. And I was still dating Jared. So I was like, what am I going to tell Jared? Like, some random man mailed me AirPods? Out of nowhere. Yeah, it's not even like you guys were like talking either. Like it'd be no. different if he's like, "Oh, we're talking." I'm gonna send these. Like he was not even in your life, not no. talking to you. Came like, out of nowhere. Yeah, we had caught up that day, so it was it was tea. It was tea. That is tea. And what do you feel like you learned from this specific experience that the lesson or the listeners can take away? Okay, listeners, I think. A transition into college or any new life, like, period is really hard. And sometimes you feel like, oh, like, any attention is good attention. And I used to always Mm. feel that way just from being the type of personality and the type of person that I am. Um, So I think I realized that, like, not all attention is good attention. Like, I can give myself that love and that energy. I don't always have to outsource it to people who, like, aren't going to benefit my life. It's not mutually beneficial. I love that. No, that's so true. (laughs) I feel like I say I love that a lot, but it's so true because I feel like I learned that same thing with some of the people that I tried to date in my past. So I think we've grown through that. Do you think you've had to relive that experience a few times to get to this point to realize that not all attention is good attention? Or do you think that that was the one person that was like, oh, yeah, I learned that lesson there and we're done? (laughs) I think there's like, there's certain things where it's like, I never had to learn that lesson of like, I, mm, nope, that's a blatant lie. I was going to say, in some ways, I think I learned the lesson of like, stop thinking people are cooler than me. Like that, like Mm -hmm. everybody is really on the same level. Cause I think that was something that like, I couldn't get over Like that somebody who was cool enough to like be in a frat liked me. And I feel like in some ways I let that go. Um, in some ways, I feel like it crept into, like, a situationship my senior year that I'm sure we'll dip into. Um, but I feel like in general, like, realizing, like, just because, you know, I do theater and I'm, like, a little quirky, per se, doesn't mean, like, somebody's cooler than me or better than me. And I feel like I yeah. did like, learn that then. Yeah, that's awesome. I think that that is a really good lesson to learn. And... Just, I'm weird too. Like, we're very much similar. (laughs) We're very much similar. And you know what? Like, I feel like I was, had been able to found a really great guy through all the crap I went through. And I feel like you will too. And all of the girls out there like us that are weird and loud and like to dance and like Broadway and are (laughs) what some people would say are annoying, you're going to find your match. And you may need to kiss a few frogs to get there. Like <laughs> What'd you have, say? I feel like I have found people, even though maybe like it hasn't worked out for various mm-hmm. reasons. I feel like I have found people that like have reaffirmed that. Like I know they're out there. It's just like. Yeah. So- yeah, absolutely. That's awesome. 
So I guess I will hop into my first story and I think I should start from the beginning too. And I feel like the beginning of my life started after uh, me and my ex of three years broke up. So I'm going to start with that first story. <laughs> Grace was here through that messy breakup too. Um, and I'm going to tell this story how I remember it. Is it how it happened? I don't know, but this is how I remembered it. So remember for all of my stories too. Um, did it actually happen this way? I don't know. I'm really dramatic and I like to like twist some things, but there's just some things that aren't twistable. Okay. So, so here we go. Um, so when I was at home Thanksgiving of, what was it? Maybe our sophomore year. I'm guessing it was our sophomore year. Um, I matched with this guy on like Bumble or something and I didn't really talk to him and we went back to school and he's like, can I come visit you? And I'm like, no, that's weird. Like he was in the military. He was in like North Carolina or South Carolina or something. And I was like, why would he just come? I was like, Grace, like we're sitting at Nelson. And I was like, should I let this guy come? And I think Grace was like, yeah. And Kayla was like, no. And I was like, yeah, of course, I'm not going to let this guy come. I don't even freaking know him, whatever. So then I went home for Christmas and I continued to like text him or whatever. And we went on our first date and I was rereading in my journal um, the story of it. So I guess in my oh. journal, yeah, I have my like little boy Bible. So this has all my stories. So this is how I it, wrote it down because <laughs> I did reread it. So I would recall things how I recall them then. And so apparently we went grocery shopping and we went um, to look at some Christmas lights and then we went back to my house where he met my entire family and we played games and he made buffalo chicken dip for my mom and this is our like first time meeting in person okay and so after this I was supposed to go hang out with him the next day and he pulled a I'm really depressed I'm really sad I can't hang out today card and he had my guitar at the time so <laughs> <clears throat> excuse me. So now this man has my guitar. I don't know if I just, I don't think I just gave it to him, but I gave it to him to borrow, to use, I don't know, to play me a song. I freaking don't know. And I was working at Charming Charlie's. And so I went into work. I went into work. Yeah. So I went into work and the girls were like, do you have a boyfriend? I was like, no, but I have been chatting with this person and I was explaining him. And I just see my one coworker's face like, dropping and she's like can I see a picture of this person I was like yeah of course and so I showed her a picture and she goes my friend just broke up with him today and I was like what do you mean she just broke up with him today I've been talking to him for like a month and so I start crying I go to the back room I'm facetiming him I'm like, what? Like, what the heck is going on? I know we've never like made it official. We only went on like one date, but like, what the heck? And his response was like, literally like, I'm not going to try to hide this. Like, it's the truth. And so I go look at his Facebook and I saw that he was married. So not only was this man married, <laughs> he was married, he was dating a girl and he was talking to me and he also stole my guitar and blocked me on everything. Didn't his dog like ruin your shoes? Something like that? Yeah, his dog ate his dog like ate my shoes. It was just it was crazy. Like I had only hung out with him two times, but of course I was like mentally attached to him because yeah. I thought all attention was good attention. And I'm like, oh, he's in the military. He's older. He's tall and blonde. I don't know what I was thinking. Um, but he blocked me on everything, so I couldn't get my guitar back. I had no sort of like closure, which my dumbass why do I need closure I went on two dates with him but I needed it because I'm I'm dramatic I'm crazy you know <laughs> but fast forward like two years later once again they always come back he like okay. he followed me they always come back he followed me on Instagram and he messaged me and he's like I'm really sorry I was a horrible person like I was going through divorced or I was a divorced or something. And I said, like, can I have my guitar back? And he's like, yeah, of course. So when I went home that year for Thanksgiving, I got my guitar back. And that was the end of that story. <laughs> what did you learn like, from that, Darian? What did I learn? I learned to never, ever date a freaking military guy again because I have yet to meet one that can be trusted. I know that is such slander, but... It is, but I forgot to mention that my first story that he's in the Marines. 
So it it's, all full circle, full circle. The Marines, the Marines just think they got everything. Um, but honestly, what I think I realistically learned from that was to not rush into feelings. Oh, <laughs> Don't date a married guy, but I didn't know he was married or going through divorce or whatever. So yeah, I think the rushing of feelings, because I think I'm so quick to like, in the past have been so quick to like see a guy and be like we're meant to be we're gonna get married like this is <laughs> this is everything and then it's like the rose colored glasses mm-hmm. just lift and you know it is what it is but yeah that one that one was great <laughs> oh, I feel that I'm definitely I'm definitely a rusher um into all my things because I'm the same way like I'm like oh my god like this is a sign and then I'm like yeah everything's a sign everything (laughs) is a sign and we're meant to be together even though like something clearly red flag and horrible happened but it's a sign so yeah and I think dating in your 20s is so hard too because you're still trying to find yourself and figure out who you are that it just you're like oh maybe you try to like almost change yourself for certain people. So I already knew that I didn't want to be a military wife or whatever, because I had just dated a guy that was in the military and I knew I didn't want that. And that was one of the reasons like why we broke up. I didn't want to do the long distance thing. Mm -hmm. And then what did I do? I'm like, I'll change for him. No, (laughs) no. And it was so stinky and so horrible that he tried to play the depression card. When I found out when he was playing the depression card, he was just hanging out with my coworker's best friend. Like he didn't like, and he took her, he went to my job with her the day before, like the day he was supposed to hang out with me. He showed up to where I worked because the girl he was with's best friend worked there. Like he knew that I worked there and he still rolled like the audacity. I just, it was the audacity to just show up. (laughs) Yeah. That one was a mess, but yeah, that's, that's that not in my life anymore. I think he, I think he's married with a kid now. So good for him. <laughs> I think, I think the first guy I was talking about, I'm pretty sure he's engaged, but I'm not sure. But that's yeah. the one thing I do hate about social media. Cause like, I, why do I need to know that? Like I, that is one thing I wish, like sometimes I like only still follow people cause I don't want them to think that I'm salty. Cause I'm like, Oh, it looks salty or it looks like too harsh if I unfollow. But then like, why do I need to know that you and your girlfriend moved in together? I could just live my life. I don't need to know that. Yeah. Yeah. But also, do you think that if you did unfollow, you would go stalk to see? Um, probably. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, probably. Um, but they're probably on private. So oh. I can't lose my shot. So that's valid. That's valid. Yeah. but at least you can admit that and that's growth in itself and I think that we do get out of that phase eventually like once you like we get past it once you start dating someone wonderful you don't look back like once I started dating Michael I'm like I don't look back at any of these situations but before Michael um I looked back and like I look back sometimes of like oh like that was a fun memory or like they're in this memory but I don't feel like there's anybody Mm -hmm. in my life that I'm like I would be with them if they reached out. Like, I really feel like I've crossed that. These are good memories and these were fun times. But like, I feel like I have grown so much, even just since college. Like, I just don't feel like I'm the same because like I have the same personality, but I feel like I've learned so much like about myself and I see the world a lot differently that like, I don't even think Mm -hmm. that we would like mesh if the opportunity was there anyway no yeah I totally get that I feel that way with like romantic relationships but even with friendships because like thinking back like you said I still have a very bubbly personality I still like a lot of the same things that I like but I feel completely different from who I was in college like I don't I don't resonate with that person anymore and I think that's something very similar that happens to like all 20 something so it's Mm -hmm. like even people that I was friends with in college I don't talk to that many people from like college anymore. I know. Like I it's pretty much that. like, <laughs> it's just like, that's what happens. You like grow up and you change like with friends, with romantic partners. And I think that's just like a part of being in your twenties, which 
It's yeah. good, I guess. Good, good. It can be sad. I get nostalgic a lot. Like oh, I will, I'll, I get sad. I'm like, oh, I miss Grace. Like I know. we talk every day, <laughs> but it's a part of growing up, which is something beautiful in itself. No, for sure. For sure. Awesome. So do you want to go on to your next story? <laughs> I'm trying to feel like, I don't know, like, I could talk because like I was in a relationship for a significant amount of time in college since I was only at OU for like six semesters and I dated the same guy for like three of them. Um, Mm -hmm. It's hard to talk about dating in college without talking about him. But I'm like, now which story should I tell? It's so hard. Um, Something that I do think is like beneficial for like my longest relationship in college is like, I feel like what I learned without even sharing like a bunch of stories is that like he was like toxic, but so was I. And I feel like sometimes that's really hard to admit, like looking back at things of like, he's the only person who can like bold face, look me in the eyes and be like, girl, you are crazy because uh, I did act in ways that I just don't would never act like anymore. But like knowing that we kind of like grew together and I feel like we can both look back. Like I only look back on that relationship now with like fond memories, even though, and Darian can attest, it was a very, 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 very dramatic multi-month different phase to break up. Um, yeah. <clears throat> and I, that what I learned from him is like, I struggle with letting go. Like that is something that I really struggle with. And he, um, is never satisfied. So he was always still reaching out, even if he was moving on with other people. And in the back of my mind, Mm -hmm. I was like, Oh, he's realizing these other people aren't me. And he wants to get back together with me. But really, he was probably just like bored. Um, So I will share um, one story because it shows how I was like, kind of like a super sleuth, but I just like, kind of like it. Super sleuth. (laughs) He um, was not as good of a student as me. And I don't even care if he's listening because he knows it's true. And me and Darian both were very serious students, okay? Um, And I wanted him to have a better resume because I am egotistical and I want to be with somebody who's crushing it. Like, I'm crushing it, right? No, I want to be that too. (laughs) I want that too. (laughs) And so I was in a club, um, a service fraternity, and... I made him join because I was like, I think it'll look good on your resume. He was in no extracurriculars. And we both, me and Darian both, were extracurricular queens. So, um, you know, we were always busy. So (laughs) I had him join this organization. Um, Right around the same time, I had gotten into my car accident. In my accident, I broke both my hands. And um, this comes back to the story. Um, Am I allowed to use explicit language? Yes. Yeah, go ahead. He starts, like, being so flirty with literally, like, all of these girls, okay? There's, like, five or six of them. And it's, like, if you watch them at a meeting, it's, like, I didn't exist. And they're over there, like, Like, and he's not that funny, okay? So I was, like. And this is when you were dating, right? You were still dating. Yes, we were dating. Both of your hands were broken. So you're going through the hardest part of your life. Literally. Like, literally. Grace needed to be bathed. Both of her arms were broken. She was like that one episode from SpongeBob where he's like, my bones are made of glass. That was Grace. Literally, like, I could not do anything. I could not use the restroom. I could not take a shower. I could not eat. Like, and um, when I FaceTimed um, my boyfriend at the time from the ER after I had gotten in the accident and didn't make it home, he would not pause his Xbox and still had his headphones on when I was trying to update him on my So... Um, yeah. So anyways, oh boy. I'm, I'm in recovery <laughs> from my accident and, um, me and all of these girls, they know who I am. They know I've been in the accident because we're all on the executive board together. Um, and one day, um, Jared, oh, sorry. Um, one day, <laughs> it's okay. He can have his name. I told him I was coming on. Um, one day, Jared was like, I'm going to watch a soccer game with at Jacob, with Jacobs, and uh, with Jacob, and Jacob was like one of his best friends. And I was like, okay. And I was friends with Jacob on Snapchat as well. So I just like get this little feeling that something's not adding up. Like, 
I don't really get it. Like, what's going on here? So I check Jacob's staff location, um, and he's in Columbus. No. So I'm like, what? So I text Jared, and I'm like, hey, like, how's Jacob? Like, how's the game? And he's like, oh, he's good. It's good. They were in a different city? No, he wasn't with Jacob. Oh, 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 oh my God. Jacob was still in Athens, baby. And Jacob was in Columbus. Yeah. Oh my gosh. So I start like firing questions at him. I'm like, what is going on? And he's like, okay, well, I actually went to the game with um, this other girl. And I was like, okay. Then more truth. He's like, actually, we live streamed the game from her apartment. Why does he need to go watch some game with some girl if he's dating you? In her apartment alone. And he said he didn't tell me because he knew I'd be mad. But the reason I would be mad is because this girl asked me in front of everybody in the exec meeting, okay, one day when I came in, obviously I look freaking ratchet (laughs) because I cannot do anything. She asked me how I would still give hand jobs with two broken hands, knowing she's hanging out with my boyfriend behind my back. And asks me that in in a meeting. And everyone laughs. First of all, that's extremely inappropriate, especially to ask in an academic service club. The entire fraternity was about community service. Literally. Yeah. That is repulsive. It is. It's actually like, and I try to be like, I try to like separate like, I'm not angry at that anymore. I'm just like sad that that situation ever happened because like if something like that were said to me now, I would respond so differently and like stand up for myself so much more. But yeah, it was just such like a a whole traumatic situation when it was all going on. And yeah, um, yeah, it sucked. Like it was, it was really hard. And I feel like I wanted since like he had done me wrong so many times um, this podcast, there'd be no podcast long enough. I'd have to start a spinoff. Um, I wanted to win him so bad because he'd done me wrong so many times in my mind. I was like, I'm going to prove you wrong that like, you should have been treating me right. Like the entire time. And when I could finally let go of that, I feel like I felt so much better of like, I don't need to win this. He cannot like treat me right. He's going to continue to like hurt other girls. And it doesn't, it doesn't involve me anymore. Like, and I feel like that's me really, as Darian can attest, a really, really, really long time to learn. Yeah, no, there was, we got in fights over that dating. Like I was like, I am not going to be friends with you if you continue to date this person. Yeah. She chose him over me. I'm over it now. I'm like, you need to get out of this apartment. I was so, we, I got in like a screaming match with Grace over this guy. Cause I'm like, you deserve so much better. Huh? That was like the biggest fight only like fight we've ever had. That was the only fight we ever had. And it was like on Christmas. And I found it was when they had, they were broken up, but I found out they got back together. Cause she's like, oh, I have to go do something. She's trying to sneak out of the apartment. (laughs) I was like, you are freaking hanging out with me. You're literally wearing my clothes on your yeah. body and you're going to go be with this person that doesn't deserve you. I was so angry because I think it's, I think it, I, one of the lessons I've learned is that if my friends don't like a person, there's a reason my friends don't like a person. My friends are dramatic. Yes. But they're not going to tell me not to date someone unless it's for a very good reason. Yeah. So that's one of the lessons I've learned, but it's just so heartbreaking. I remember how much my heart broke watching you go through the pain that you felt with that relationship. Yeah. So much that it drove me like angry. <laughs> like, Yeah. That was our only fight, but yeah, obviously we got past it. Here we are like five years later. Really- <laughs> it was so long ago. So old to think that that was so long ago, but it also makes yeah. me feel so much better that like, that is so far in the past of like, I'm not, and I never hopefully go through something else like that. So. Yeah. 
Definitely. Well, I'm really proud you were able to overcome that. And you did always deserve so much better than the way he treated you. I thought he was like a fine guy. Like I had no issues of who he was. It was just how he treated you. And I think that's what it comes down to. And what I've also learned in my 20s, like looking back, like none of the people I've ever talked to or tried to be in a relationship with were bad people. They were just not right for me. Yeah, And coming to that realization was huge. And you mentioned this earlier, coming to the realization that sometimes you're the problem. Oh my God, I am the problem. Like I am the toxic one. Even now I catch myself, like when I'm talking to Michael, I'm so, I have such a high temper and like, I'm a very passionate person. Uh I'm sure you can relate to this. So like my passion comes out as me talking loud sometimes. Uh And it's just like, you need to really reflect on who you are and who you want to be in a relationship and just take everything you've learned from your relationships to make a better one. For sure. Yeah, that was a really emotional time when you it were with was. that individual <laughs> whose name we've already said. And but <laughs> but if there's anybody that I feel comfortable name dropping, it's him. Because like, yeah, I feel like, I don't know, like, it's like psychology that like your longest relationships are always the one that like you don't like grieve as much. Because like I saw it play all the way out. I tried mm-hmm. a thousand million hundred times. It's like those things yeah. that never fully pan out that like stink more definitely a failed long-term relationship sorry go ahead there is a lot but I will leave this individual to rest I'll leave him in his grave (laughs) that you visit that you visit occasionally just to say hi I'm I'm sure I don't know (laughs) we're friends yeah I'm not friends with any of my exes (laughs) um but For my next story, it's kind of like a double whammy because I wanted to touch on the topic of um, when feelings are not reciprocated. And so there was two particular uh, memories I recall from college of when I had a crush on two different people. Once again, we'll not name drop, but um, one was my coworker Uh and then one was... um, (laughs) a good friend of mine. And that's from these relationships. I don't even know what I learned from either of these because I never told either of these people until I was leaving college that I like had a crush on them. Wait, because I was, yeah. Who was the good friend? Oh, I forgot (laughs) about him. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, so I guess I'll tell the one story. So the one person I met at orientation, I had a boyfriend at the time, but we were just friends. And we didn't really hang out or anything. Um, He was really cool. He was religious. He liked baseball. He had a lot of similar interests that I did. And I never had feelings for him in a romantic way. Um, It was at that point that I thought that men and women could be friends. I no longer feel that way, but that's just my experience. Yeah, it's hard. Um, So, yeah. So I was still dating um, my ex at the time. And so I had no feelings. I didn't explore anything. I would never do anything like that. But then me and my ex broke up and my sophomore year rolled around and I started hanging out with this guy again. And I'm like, wait, maybe I have a little crush And my roommates were like, Grace was like, he likes you. Like, he so likes you. I thought he did. He he never admitted. He never, he did. Both of these, the thing is, both of these people acted like they liked me. The one literally wrote me poems, bought me stickers, um, drove me around. He came to trivia. Wait, what? Yeah, he came to trivia, like, with us. Nothing romantic ever happened between either of these people. No, like, feelings were ever exchanged. So I just thought they were they were just being really nice, genuine guys. And I was taking that as they were into me. Yeah. Um, Which is hard. I still want to think that they both were, but okay. <laughs> they weren't. They genuine, said they weren't. Actually, I feel so. like they had to have been. Like, guys are not good friends. Like, unless... That's what I'm saying. Like, I was just, it was really confusing. And I don't want to give any of the listeners, like, bad advice because 
just just what I learned from both of these situations is tell people how you're feeling when you're feeling it because yeah. otherwise you're going to feel stupid like I had a crush on this guy for a literal year and he didn't know that I liked him until I found out he went on a date and I literally broke down like crying and he's like why are you crying and I'm like I've liked you this entire time and then it made us both feel uncomfortable. Obviously, we weren't friends after that. Right. Like, just get it out of the way. It can break up a friendship. But then that friendship wasn't meant to be if right. you having a crush on them wasn't it. And then the other person, I don't talk to him anymore either because while I liked him, he ended up dating a coworker of mine. Yeah. <laughs> and he when he didn't come, he didn't come to my 21st birthday, but he did let me borrow his speakers. Oh. But when he didn't come to my 21st birthday, oh, wait, did he come? No, he didn't come. He didn't like, come. But that is when I was you. like, the oh, worst thing I've ever done. Because this was actually bonkers too. Jared, you're back from the dead. The worst thing I've ever done is I didn't go to Darian's 21st birthday party. Because Grace, I talked about that in my podcast episode that's coming out on my birthday. <laughs> oh, no. I, I think about it because it hurt my feelings so bad, but I knew you were hurting. It is actually. The worst thing, but can I just say that um, they are the ones who should have not come. Like the fact that they kept saying, Oh, wait, I forgot that they did come. They came, and I like literally couldn't show up. Why did they come? Because we borrowed, you know what? I don't care. Jared, Jacob, hello. We borrowed Jacob's song table. And he was like, Oh, it's my table. I can go to the party. And then we had it for a month. Oh, I forgot about that. I literally forgot about all that makes so much more sense on why you didn't come. But I did talk about that in my other episode. That's coming out literally uh, in like two weeks. I filmed it though. I was like talking about like how none of my roommates came to my birthday, which the other two roommates did not have an excuse. In my opinion, you, you were in a breakup. I get it. It still made me really sad, I but know. I understood. And I that. like, that's something looking back and I feel like with like age and like the little bit of perspective that I have now that I can totally see through that. It just felt like so soul crushing and rude. They shouldn't have come. No, they, no, they shouldn't have. I forgot that that's why they came. I mean, like we were, I wouldn't say I was like besties with either of them, but no. friends by association. Yeah. Like I thought Jacob was funny. He was. Um, and there was another I think one. he was like flirting with I think he was like hitting it off with one of my friends at the party. That's probably why they came. Yeah. Like it's... Yeah. <laughs> if you guys are listening, no bad blood, but also Grace should have been at my party and yeah, you shouldn't have. <laughs> you shouldn't have. There was a cool person Anyways, sorry to interrupt. No, no, totally fine. I don't have too much more to say about either of those. Um situations other than just tell people how you feel because it's gonna save you time and it's gonna save you heartbreak um never dated either of those people they probably know who they are one of them has a baby now the other one I think just moved across the country with his girlfriend I don't know they're both doing well they're both nice people neither of them ever did anything mean to me the only thing mean that they did to me was not like me back and I'm a great person so (laughs) Yeah, that's a mistake on their part, but glad that they're doing well. Mistake on their part, but it was also a mistake that I just didn't own up to my own own feelings. Yeah. Because I, I wasn't in serious relationships in college because I spent half the time, you know, crushing on people that were just like friends because once again, they were giving me attention and being nice to me. Yeah. And I wasn't used to guys being nice to me. Yeah. It's just the truth. It's sad. It's sad that it's, that's what it was. And then the other half I spent talking to people that just didn't want to be my boyfriend, which I have two more stories, but our time is waning. (laughs) Don't, don't like SoundCloud rappers. We're missing two key characters on your Two key characters. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I know the SoundCloud rapper one. Who was the other key one? Oh. Oh, my namesake. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we're not going to talk about that one. There's also, I'll try to like get it in quick. Um, there's a guy that I met that was in my club and I had a crush on him. 
and I never thought he would like me. He was older than me. I'm going to not say his name, but who is this? Anyways, there's a guy, uh, I had a crush on him. He was in my club. I never thought he would like me. He was much older than me. And then he fifth yeared. And during this fifth year, I saw him out at a bar and we were like catching up. And he's like, hi, Darian. I'm like, you didn't know my name. Like, I was shocked he knew my name. That should be my first red flag to not talk to this person. (laughs) Anyways, once again, I never, I never dated this guy, but I did have a big crush on him. And he did come all the way to Ohio, meet my family. Okay. The mistake I made with both of these people is both SoundCloud rapper and a uh, New York guy both came to Ohio and met my family. Yeah. Neither of them committed to me. Why would I ever do that? Do not bring a guy home until you know they're serious about you. Literally. Both oh of these God. people. Yeah. Like both of these, that's what I learned from both of these. It's like, why would I bring them home? Why was I so quick to like, and then I look back and I'm like, I didn't actually like either of these people. I just liked the attention. Mm-hmm. It's the attention. So sad. It Like when a guy's being nice to you or like when there's a guy that you are just trying to like SoundCloud rapper. Did I ever like him? No, but I just wanted to prove to myself <laughs> that I could get him to like me. <laughs> oh my God, Darren, you're stealing all the thoughts out of my head. <laughs> because like. That was why I was with him. I wanted to prove to myself that I could like get him to like me. And then he never did. But. Literally, because that's what I was going to say. The only other key player in my college relationships, um, the only other person, is my neighbor in college, who um, I literally, I was obsessed with. Like, I don't think there's, like, a better word than that, like, other than, like, so much infatuation. And Yeah, you were so deep in the feels. Yeah, and I think part of it, too, is, like, he was this, like, popular, like, center of attention party animal like that everybody like liked and he he had a great personality like he is a great person and always like at OU I felt like I wasn't that like I'm definitely like a big personality but not like I don't feel comfortable going out and stuff or at least I didn't because like I just didn't like back myself like I should have and I always just felt like that's not me and I don't want to force myself to be something that I'm not and I'm okay with that now like I know I'm not gonna be like the leader of flip cup and I don't I don't like that kind of stuff (laughs) but you know like in college it was like it was like that or you're like a big loser and yeah I think a huge part of my infatuation with him was that like I wanted to prove that that he could like me and that he could like somebody that was different than like outside his friend group because mm-hmm. Darian knew his roommates because they had went to um, high school together. Um, yeah. Which I always felt inferior. Is that the word? Like to feel worse or is that better? Inferior. No, I think inferior is the right word because I think it too, me and you were so similar And in high school, I feel like people didn't like me. Yeah. And I think I never understood why people from high school didn't like me. I don't know if it's I'm too dramatic to this, to that. But I always wanted to be friends with these girls. And I still have nothing bad to say about any of these girls. I I just always wanted to be in the friend group. And I never was. I always felt like an outsider in high school. Mm -hmm. And I think me projecting that onto you and you being like, we are the same. Me and Grace are the same. And then you trying to talk to him. Like feeding it through the grapevine. I'm like, yeah, I could never be with him because I don't think he'd ever accept me. And so you're like over here, like, he's gonna accept me. And that's definitely like how I felt. I totally felt like they are also like these beautiful size zero blondes, and that's not me. Um, and so I also felt like those are the people that are like around him at parties and and that's not me. And like because of COVID and just like because of our relationship, I feel like I like shut that door. Like I didn't like want to be around his friends and stuff because I felt so insecure so we spent a lot of time together just like in my room which I love oh my gosh yeah I I forgot him but like Mm -hmm. it also kind of messed me up psychologically because I'm like it reminds me of this Taylor Swift lyric that says like I kept you um you kept me like a secret but I kept you like an oath and that lyric to me is just like our relationship because 
yeah, I just was so infatuated with him and um, he gave me like just enough attention to stay where I was. And after I graduated, like he came to Cincinnati and like stayed the weekend and met my mom and like my childhood dog. And I knew that was a mistake because I knew he wasn't going to commit to me. But I I kept thinking, yeah. like, if I do this, if I do that, if I do this, like, he will commit to me. And he didn't. And it literally, like, I think is my worst heartbreak, which is crazy because, like, we only talked for, like, six months or something like that. But, like, it was so That's a long hard. time. <laughs> yeah, but, like. Six months is a long time, especially when he never was, like, you're my girlfriend. Yes. And it, like, crushed me. Like, and I, it really did. Like, it's definitely. I feel like the hardest heartbreak I had to get over because part of that was like help like mending myself of like, I was so hard on myself because he didn't want me and he did move on like Mm -hmm. relatively quickly. And then that girl was posted like all over social media and she did fit in with like the party culture and whatever. So it was like, it really was me. Like we, our lives would have never meshed. And I realize that now, but like, it was so hard to get over Mm -hmm. of like, he didn't pick me. He didn't choose me. Um, that it just like sucked. And I feel like now, like I realize like in the one relationship I have been in since then, I've definitely like put a, a thing of like, we will talk for no more than three months. Cause like, I cannot do that again. Like, I'm not going to give you yeah. all my energy and my everything for six months to have it thrown away. Yeah. Like, I'm going to get to know you and I don't want to rush into dating. But I remember I had that conversation with my most recent boyfriend of saying like, I will talk for three months, but then you're in or I'm out. Yeah. And I think that that has been the biggest thing that I've learned through all of these failed situations. Cause I feel like I still watch some of my girlfriends go through this. Like if a man is not going to commit to you within the first month, two, three max, of talking and say like, Hey, I want you to be my girlfriend. I want you in my life. Then he's not the one. Yeah. Michael has taught me so much. And from the day I met Michael, I knew he was interested. There has been so many, every single other situation I I have talked about. It's always been a question mark. I've been obsessive because I'm like, do they like me? Do they like me? I don't know if they like me. And if it's an, I don't know, then it's a no. Yeah, Because Michael has never once from the moment I met Michael, he has been all in. He has been, I'm interested in you. I want to date you. And no, pretty much no other guy has ever been that way mm-hmm. to me personally. Yeah. And so, yeah, if you guys take anything away from this podcast, if you are talking with someone and you don't know and you're confused about where you guys are at, then it's a no. A hundred percent. And I hate, like, like I, the- I sometimes hate that, like, if he wanted to, he would, but it's so true. Like, if yeah. they wanted to, they would. Like, that's just... Fun. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think definitely. Like, I can't speak to people that are in relationships with people of the same sex, but... Yeah. Like, in a, you know, is it heterosexual? Yeah. <laughs> heterosexual relationship. Like, guys are going to go after the girl. Like, it's in their nature, and they want to claim what is theirs. That sounds so bad. Yeah. They want to claim what's theirs, and if they're proud of you and want to be with you, they will show you all. Yeah, 100%. And you will not be confused about the the feelings, so... This has been a lot to unpack and there's this still more stories we could talk about. Yeah. If you guys like this episode, let us know and we'll do a part two because we have more stories. We have more. I'm holding on to my best one for part two. Okay, Harry Styles. I, I'll get to it. <laughs> okay, Harry Styles. Leave the listeners. Leave the listeners wanting more. Yes. No, definitely. I don't want to, you know, keep talking for too long, but yeah. is there any like final thoughts or like final lessons that you want to touch on that you feel like you've learned throughout dating in your 20s yeah kind of um because I used to like really hate when somebody was like oh like you can't love somebody until you love yourself because I don't think that's a hundred percent true I feel like you can find somebody while you're still learning to love yourself because who loves I still don't love myself yeah I still don't love myself who was like oh my god yes I love myself but in the sense of like I think sometimes it's really beneficial to have those times where you're alone and learning about yourself at least um 
which is like different than loving yourself because you know, if you bounce from, and I've done this in college where it's like, I'm bouncing from situationship to relationship to situationship. I'm not Mm -hmm. taking that time to like make me a better person. And I feel like after I got out of college, because mostly through college, I was always talking to somebody. And when I got out of college, I didn't date again for like a year and a half. And I feel like during that is like actually time. I'm like, okay, now I know who I am. I'm still working on myself and I'm still loving those parts, but like now I know so I can find a better match for myself instead of continuing to just like recycle the things that aren't working. Yeah, absolutely. That was amazingly put. And I could not agree more because I hate when people give that advice. I don't think it's about loving yourself. I think it's about like learning who you are. Yeah, definitely. That was amazing. And the listeners may want to know one more thing before you go, and I'll give you a final chance for final words, but are you currently talking to anyone? Is there a current interest in your life? Or do you want to save that for maybe a part two? <laughs> um, there is not, really. It's, mm. it's um, ambiguous. <laughs> okay. <laughs> It'll be, I'll dive into it in part two when we talk about delusion. <laughs> okay. I love that. I, yeah, I definitely think this needs a part two and I think people are going to want to come back for more and we definitely need to give more tips because we talked about some experiences, but I definitely think we can give you guys more tips on how to date in your twenties, different yeah. ways and stuff. Um, but Grace, I have loved having you on. It has been so <laughs> great catching up with you. I literally had so, so much fun. Is there any final words that you want to leave the 20-something survival guide fam with? Hmm. I don't know. Just keep being you. Because, like, you're going to find somebody, you know? Like, the world is a big place. And it might take a long time, but there's, like, no rush anymore. And that's the best part about living, like, in this generation, I feel like. Like, if it was, like, 200 years ago, we would already have, like, five kids and be dead. So, so much time because I feel all the time like I'm so old, but really like we're so young. So, yeah, exactly. 20s is your time to learn who you are and embrace that. But thank you so much for joining me, Grace. Thank you everyone for tuning in. I've had a great time catching up. (laughs) Um, But if you like the podcast, make sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcast, (laughs) like, share, do all that fun stuff. As always, I'm Darren Alexis, and don't forget to survive and thrive.